Hello my beautiful stroke survivor friends. This is Karina and I am the host and creator of this great podcast, Stroke Surviving the Odds. 24 years ago, I suffered a brainstem dissection that led me to coma and a locked-in syndrome, but eventually I made it right here to you where I belong. And I'm very grateful for that. It's been a long road, but I made it. I am home with you. My shows are very, very much full of value for all of you stroke survivors and caregivers out there. So I recommend that you go right ahead and you download the episodes in order to refer to them as you go along your own rehabilitation. My episodes are short and sweet and they are full of information concerning communication, safety, relationships, joy, mindset, efficiency, motivation. There's something for everybody. And there is a common theme around it. It is you, it is me, it is us, stroke survivors. When I made it out of the rehab center where I was for a month and a half, I vowed that I was gonna help my community of stroke survivors. You see, 24 years ago, there was no concept whatsoever of Facebook, Instagram, podcasts. There was very little talk about stroke and stroke survivors. So I vowed that I was going to be there and that I was gonna change the life of at least one person, make one person around the world feel better about their situation. And if that was going to happen, my job was going to be done. There was a job that I put upon myself. I put that responsibility on my shoulders because I, 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 I believe that we all deserve a second chance and we deserve to give ourselves. You deserve to give yourself a second chance. That is why you are here today, my love. That is why. I said at the beginning that this is a great podcast. Do you know why? Because it's number seven worldwide in the category of stroke survivor podcasts. And without you, my listeners, it would not have happened. And I am maintaining my position. So please, I am asking that you go ahead and you follow. You click the follow button because that is going to tell the algorithm that people are actually following and it's going to help the more you follow the more it helps other people follow and find us on whatever platform you're listening to your podcast today's episode is going to be very proactive guys it's going to be called are you okay with how you are and if not you should listen to your pain that's a hell of a long title right but it is very pertinent to stroke survivors. I am here to tell you that there is a lot of life to live after stroke. Before I forget, my handle on Facebook is stroke surviving the odds underscore the pod page as well on Instagram at SSTO underscore the podcast. I was almost forgetting to tell you about that. But you know what? I'm always asking for you to uh, communicate with me via one of my pages and uh, introduce yourself, tell me where you're from, perhaps you would like for me to discuss about something in particular. And I do have people that reach out to me, but I also listen. I'm part of many different groups on Facebook. And I listen, I read comments, and I read posts of people. 
and my heart is really really aching when I read some of them and um, I think it's definitely something that needs to be addressed because after stroke a lot of people most people feel hopeless and I am here to inspire and um, empower and give hope to all of you out there but no matter how much I do that and my intention is good if you are not okay with how you are how the outcome of the stroke has been for you then you definitely listen to your pain because if the pain can be in many different forms right your income, your family and friends relationship, you are physically different, you're emotionally different. And that can lead you to feeling alone, clam up on yourself, and even hit depression, hit rock bottom, and, and we've all been there. We've all been there at some point. But the difference is that when you listen to your pain, that is when the change happens. We're going to talk about that more. Be patient with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting my thoughts all together to make sure that I'm being comprehended properly. When we have pain, it's a signal from our bodies a signal to our brain saying, I'm sure that at one point in your life you have gone in the oven without noticing and you have touched the hot pan or the hot grill in the oven all of a sudden and for a fraction of a second and it burnt your thumb example, okay? For that fraction of a second and the pain shifted all the way up your hand, all the way up your arm, and it went all the way up to your brain. What did that say? Your body obviously reacted. When the brain got the signal, the body said, ouch, damn it, that fucking burns, right? So that's where pain comes from on the physical side. But then there's the emotional side because when there's income problems within a family or you can't go back to the job you love, never mind the financial, but you can't go back to that beautiful job that you love, that you felt like you were rocking and you felt valued and your team needed you and you needed your team just as much. There's a big void that happens there. Not only a big void in your bank account, but a big void inside of you. Your self-worth is different. Often it's not existing anymore. And it can create a lot of problems within couples, within families. Life has to be changed. I often compare in every single episode that I have done and I'm on season two and I think I've done six, 65 or 69 episodes, I'm not sure, but in each and every episode that I have done, I have compared having a stroke to a hurricane or a tornado 
where you, the survivor, are the eye of the tornado. You suffered the most impact. But the winds and the debris and everything shifting all around. So the stroke didn't only impact you. It impacted every single person around you. You're not the only one that has to learn to adapt. Other people need to adapt as well. So the emotional pain is very much connected to the body. I know for myself, when I'm emotionally bothered about something less today, because I have a little bit more, I regained a little bit more control over myself, but I know for the longest time, when I was in my depression and I was, um, my pain body, like I said, the psychological and emotional pain hurt my back so bad. The bottom of my back, the top of my shoulders, my legs, my spasticity got worse. The more emotional I would get, or I still get now today, 24 years after, the more spastic I become. So I understand. All right, guys, I am not going to try to sugarcoat this and I'm just going to spill it out and tell you my perception of all this, what I have learned over 24 years of being a survivor. I know that you have heard me say before many times how having had the stroke has impacted on a positive way my life. And it's kind of controversial because a lot of people on all those different Facebook groups and people that are communicating, some of them don't see the positive and they, they kind of trash talk and trash feel and don't understand. But what I figured out is that pain is only telling, telling you, telling me, telling us to fucking change something. Use your pain to change pain. Use your pain to change the outcome. That's what I have done. It took me a very, very long time to understand that. You know when I gave you that example of the hot pan in the oven? Okay, let's imagine that you are having your physical pain, your emotional pain, your psychological, and that is the hot pan. Yet, you open the oven and you hold that hot pan with your hand, no gloves. And the longer you hold that pan, the longer you're going to have the pain and the more pain you're actually going to be getting. Yes. Does that make sense to you to be holding a hot pan? Another concrete example, if you're sitting for a long period of time, after a while, your back is aching and you're kind of twisting in different ways. What do you think that's telling you? That's telling you to get up, to stretch, to move around, and to do something different. That your body is not meant to be sitting down as much. Just as your body is not meant to be lying down as much. 
You understand? Now, if you don't, if you keep sitting down for hours on end and you keep having the pain, that's your problem because you didn't listen to your pain. You didn't get up and stretch a few, a few minutes. You know what I mean? Humans do that. They take the pain. Why suffer needlessly? My social worker would tell me that all the time. For five years, Karina, why do you insist on holding on to what makes you suffer? What brings you pain? That's when I woke up. And I'm hoping that by giving you a couple of examples today, you are going to realize that you need to change something. You need to wake up, my love. I told you that I was going to do some tough love, that I was going to be totally blunt and honest with you guys. But that's the way I have been with myself. I'm not different with you and with me. Trust me, I'm even harder on myself. I had to do a lot of soul searching in these 24 years, man. I have done a lot of personal work and personal growth, and I had to work a lot, a lot on my perception and my views after my stroke. I want to give you a couple more examples to really shake you, fuck. To really freaking shake you. When we have sadness, worry, anxiety, that's happening inside of our bodies, right? Where do you feel yours? Is it in your stomach? Where you feel like nervous butterflies all the time? You may even have bowel, problem, bowel problems. Is it in your chest where you have like a chest pain constant, con like a weight on your chest? Is it, is it above like just below your shoulder, um, your ears on the top of your shoulders at the base of your cervical and you're constantly tense there. Well, all these feelings that your body is telling you, all this discomfort, your body is telling you to change your views, change your perception. When we feel anxiety, it's an emotional and a psychological pain that becomes physical. So you have to go to the root of the problem. If you're only going to put a plaster on it, what happens when the plaster gets all yucky? We have to change it. Do you want to keep on changing your bandage and changing your plaster? Or do you want to fucking rip it out and fix the problem? That's, those are the exact words that I had to say to myself. Okay, and the longer you hold on to that pain, guys, understand, please, the longer you hold on to your past pains, to your suffering, the heavier your baggage is. I had a free, if, if you guys don't know, I, I have a freaking heavy baggage. You guys can look at my other episodes and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But when I, it was exhausting, guys, to walk around holding that. It's like a super heavy Santa Claus bag over my shoulder, but the presents are bullshit. 
our abuse, our lies. They're all wrapped in pretty bowls and pretty paper, but it's all fucking shit. Do you want to carry your shit around all the time? Doesn't it stink? Don't you find it stinks? And last but not least, I know that a lot of you are going to have a hard time listening to this, but you know what? At this moment, right now, as much as I love you, I think that some of you need to hear this. When our relationship, when your relationship with your loved one, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, when the relationship you're in provides you pain, constant pain, what do you think it's telling you? It's telling you to either be by yourself, come together and go consult a doctor, communicate better, do something, but do something, change. Pain equals change, damn it. Write that on a post-it and put it on your mirror. Pain equals change, damn it. <laughs> okay? I don't, the universe has a very funny way of making us understand things, but it's very, very much, if, if you don't lie to yourself, if you don't sugarcoat, if you're not changing your bandages all the time, you're changing your band-aid, because pain only gets worse if it's fed by pain. In math, we learn that a negative plus a negative equals a negative. Yes, it's the same, same thing. Pain is the biggest negative there is. I told you before that life, God, the universe, call it whatever you want, has a funny way of telling us how we need to change something at the moment. And what I want to share with you guys is um, the story of, <clears throat> of the feather, the brick, and the truck. So for those of you who don't know, I am going to explain, tell you what the story is. You know how a feather gives you a faint little touch faint little tickle you know it's there but you're not paying attention but you know it's there and you can choose to feel it and say something and do something and or you can choose to completely ignore it so life sent you a feather sent you like a warning sign <clears throat> excuse me sent you like a warning sign, but yet you chose to ignore it. So a year, two years, three years later on, the universe sends you a brick, hits you with a brick, and you still decide that you don't want to pay attention. Ah, I just, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time to listen to my body. 
I don't have time to listen to the changes and to go see my doctor and get some blood work done. I'm just going to keep doing life the way I've been doing it. And life goes on. A couple of years. What do you think happens later on? You get hit by a truck. Not literally, guys. Not literally, but guess what? You have a stroke. We have a stroke. Life has been sending us all of our life signals that we needed to slow down. Yet we decided to go full speed ahead. I don't know about you, but I sure as hell went full speed ahead. And see what happened? See what happened to me? So every time today that I'm tempted to go full speed ahead again, I remember my, I, I remember my story of the, the feather, the brick, and the truck. And I don't want that truck to happen again. So whenever I have a, a feather tickling me now and telling me, Karina, slow down, you're tired, your emotions are a little too much, Karina. You need to slow down. You need to tune out. You need to cut some things off. You need to be less on social media. You need to stay away from your sister who's toxic for you. You need to drink less and take more uh, good food. You need to take your pills, Karina. You, didn't, you see your heart is aching right now. You're overly sensitive. But Karina, you didn't take your meds for two days. You didn't take your antidepressant for two days and now you're fucked up, Karina. Take your meds. That's what happens. That's what happens to me. I, I, I'm not generalizing, guys. This is what happens to me. Everything is say in my shows. I want you to incorporate it into the context of your life. And... If it works, it works. If what I say makes sense to you, bravo. I'm happy. My mission worked. And whatever doesn't serve you, you leave it aside. I don't want to be a toxic person for you. I want to be a sidekick. I want us to be like, we already have a bond together. So I want to be your friend as in, I want to be your mentor. I've if I don't know of anybody who's lived after stroke, uh, I know there is, but I personally do not know of anybody. So I want to be that person to you if you don't have someone. I want to protect you. I want to bring awareness. That's all I want. I want to bring awareness that this doesn't happen again to you. It's going to happen to other people for sure, for sure. Unfortunately, that is the way it is. I can't think of why is a stroke happening to a, an infant or a child. I, I don't want to think about that because it hurts too much because at that age, they don't have the baggage that we have. They don't have the singles that we have. So I choose not to think about that because it, it's too painful for me. And unfortunately, I, I can't do anything for that child, but I can do something for the parent. That's why I'm hoping that I also have caregivers here with me that 
listen to my story and that can also watch out. If you're a caregiver, you could be watching out for signs, signs of a brick being thrown the way of the survivor and they don't know, but you know what it is. And you're going to be saving them by telling them slow down. That's, uh, I, I'm just full of love and, and good intention and, and protection. I want to protect those who didn't have, I did not have someone like me back then. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody really to talk to. Yes, I had my social workers and my neuropsychologists and all that, but they didn't have a stroke. That was the first question that I asked when I would meet people. Have you had a stroke yourself? Therefore, people that tell you no, it's like, I've never smoked. I have never smoked a cigarette in my life. So I can't tell my best friend, I know what you're going through because you're st trying to stop smoking. It's easy for people to go to other people and say, stop smoking, it's not good for you, it's gonna cause cancer and this and that. But if we are not smokers, we don't know the struggle these people are going through. So if other people don't have strokes, they don't know the struggle you're going through, I'm going through. But it doesn't mean that, that we can't be helping each other and support each other out. But please remember guys, the pain you are feeling, wherever you are feeling it, physically, emotionally, or mentally, they are all related. And in order to have a balanced life, everything needs to be in sync. Everything works together, okay? Try to remember that. And pain equals change, damn it. <laughs> I actually wrote it on a post-it myself right now as I was listening to my other segment that I did. <laughs> yes, I listened to my own show to know the segments. And then I listened to the whole episode before pressing publish to make sure that what I wanted to say comes out. So my angle, my angle on Facebook is stroke surviving the odds underscore the pod page. And on Instagram, I am at SSTO underscore the podcast. I hope that I said intelligent things today. If I did intelligent, interesting, or inspiring, if I did one of these three things, please, by all means, let me know on Facebook or Instagram. I'm always easier to reach on Facebook. But um, I'm on Instagram pretty much every second day for sure. So we are going to get in touch. That being said, please take care of yourself. Know that you are loved and know that you are not alone, guys. You are not alone. If any way you feel depressed, you feel like you're really off your game, please seek medical help, okay? There's nothing bad about that. Put your pride aside. Don't listen to other people. Do what you got to do to make yourself feel better. Okay? 
one day at a time. It's a process. I love you very much, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.